Welcome to For What It's Worth. I'm a horrible person. You leave stuff laying around? Where we molest your hair holes until they... <clears throat> Um, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. No, no, you can't do that because I seriously think of Five Nights at Fred Meyer every time someone says that. And now, two fools who once ate a bag of dicks. Well, we have a choice here. Yeah, tell them what our choices. What are the choices? Limbago in Idaho. What the hell? For science, here are Rue and Earhole. There are certain women I just want to bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs> So in summary, people are awful. <laughs> it's it's kind of true. <laughs> Welcome to For What It's Worth. I am so glad that you have joined us today on this Sabbath day. What? We are here to make it holy. Very, very holy. You know, you want a hole, but what are you talking about Sabbath day? Uh, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a good day to be a fox. In this wonderful world of religion. I don't know. I unplugged myself. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. And I was he, like, where did Rue's voice go? Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, Tugs. Bye, I'm leaving. So, Mr. Tugs, what are we doing today? So we had a topic and it didn't go so well. You know, occasionally we pick a dud and this was the time. We chose body image in the fandom, and we thought, I thought, that people would have something to say about it, but I think the real truth of it is, we're all fat and don't want to admit it. I guess so. And so... It just kind of fell flat on its face. Nobody sent us anything. Right. I guess everybody is 100% comfortable with their body, and they just are perfect, and we're the only ones that aren't. Yep. So this is actually going to be the bestiality episode. <laughs> no, it's it's not. So this is season six, <clears throat> episode thirteen, pie and beer. No, that's in the summer. However, <laughs> see, here's how we're supposed to do it. So you're supposed to go, welcome to for what it's worth. My name is Rue. That's Tugs, and then we sound really sharp. I know, but today is just not a regular episode, so I therefore, know. it needed to have a non-regular opening. I guess you're right. So uh, remember. Yeah. Keep the Sabbath day and make it holy. I don't even... You know what that reminds me of is... I've, I've, I've seen this video about... For some reason last night, I watched a video about the filet fish mm-hmm. Not because I'm sitting around watching the McDonald's YouTube channel. I'm really... I watched this today. I found out YouTube channel, which is fantastic. And they were going over the history of, of where the filet fish came from. And, you know, just holy times and Lent and whatnot is what you're making me think of. Also, now I really want a filet fish <laughs> um, which is not It's a terrible sandwich It is like the crappiest of crap sandwiches To crap at McDonald's Yeah, no, I, I agree Those fish sandwiches They're just so disgusting Whenever it comes to but every Fish then, that has been frozen And they're it's not fresh It's but, gross But every now and then No Every now and then You just Never. want a crappy filet fish Like once every few I years I would rather eat Ten McRib sandwiches than one filet fish That is, that sounds great I'd rather eat 10 McRib sandwiches than pretty much anything Except cheesecake <laughs> But not all at once because I want my heart To continue to pump Pump blood So we have a guest that has Joined us for this Random episode last of minute. Whatever And he joined us like Yeah, last minute It's our serious regular Nuka you, you guys lied to me. You told me this was going to be the uh, bestiality episode. 
Oh, hey. is that how we got you on here? So tell us a little bit about your experience in bestiality. What the fuck? <laughs> I like. So this you. is going well. Yes, it's good. It's good. Uh, how you been? Uh, it's been like what two or three episodes since we've had you on. It's been forever. I know. Forever. That that dry sense of Canadian humor. You know what I miss? What? I miss clearly Canadian soda. No, I didn't get one last season. I miss I miss clearly Canadian soda. Did you ever have clearly Canadian? I've never been to Canada, so it's I not don't... a Canadian soda. It's just called clearly Canadian. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I had, I don't know what clearly clearly Canadian is. Do you know what clearly Canadian is, Nuka? Yeah, it's just sparkling water, isn't it? But it had it was flavored with like yeah, some sort of pube water, or something. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> I didn't like it as a kid because it wasn't – it was sparkling water, so it wasn't sweet enough for me. But nowadays, I, I would probably like it because I've gotten into sparkling water. Oh, fancy. Do you have caviar with your sparkling water? All that, <laughs> Not, all that researcher money? Yeah, I'm making that sick money off of big science. <laughs> so <laughs> the science industrial complex. My favorite water is this thing called Hint, and you can get it at Smith's, and it's just a – like a hint of watermelon, or a it's hint a hint of, of water. It's just mostly well. Air. It's it's water, <laughs> yes, but it basically has like a perfume aftertaste of <laughs> of of watermelon Every, or something. Everybody, everybody, right now, just was like, "Oh, that's." I'm, I'm thinking about tasting a bottle of perfume. Yeah, definitely. So, just so spray is, it in uh, there. Go ahead. Are the checks coming from hints this week or next week? Is when are they? Yeah, what the hell? When are we giving out free ads? We have a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, but nobody's donating. <laughs> we, whatever we have, we have like nine whole people I'm donating. I'm just kidding. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna go look right now. Well, now you've got like two or three fewer because you just insulted them. Right. We we have nine Patreon patrons on our Patreon page. Really? I thought why why is there three? More than people that are actually listening to our show. Some people create multiple accounts to donate twice. Oh, is that what's going on? Yes. Okay. Well, hey, why don't we give a little shout out to the people that, you know. They didn't pay for it. Uh, well, I know, but you know what? Also, I don't have the list at, at hand. But, uh, uh, give me uh, give me a second. Let me see. Patron manager. Okay. So, uh, wow. There's a, okay. So, I didn't know there was a block button on, on Patreon, by the way. Like, you can block people from giving you money. Why you would do this, I don't know. I don't want your crappy money. Yeah, your money's gross. Um, okay, so... Oh, wait. Well, if we're going to do this, let's do it properly. So, where is my soundboard gone? Oh. Our Patreon patrons are currently Oaken. Of course it's Oaken. Yay, Oaken! Um, uh, let's see here. Rifka. Loki. Skylos, Mafalme, I think, or Guardian, I'm not sure. Um, I'm actually taking people, I happen to know their legal names from this and trying to coordinate them to furry names. Um, Snares, um, Blue, Rive, and someone who actually does not want to be called out for donating. We actually have an anonymous donor. Yay! See, now... Now I'm worried that we're on some kind of watch list because you were playing the Russian national anthem. No, every time we do advertising, that's what it is. So, like, I could be like, for what it's worth, is brought to you by the McRib. No! <laughs> no! Never! 
if McDonald's sponsored us and gave us unlimited McRibs, you bet we would do an episode. See, I was totally underwhelmed by the McRib. I'd heard so much about it, and I came down here, and I finally got a chance to try it, and I was like, that was it? That was the big deal? Don't um, don't say anything. You'll you'll um, waken the wrath of tugs. I'm not saying it was bad. It just was It was underwhelming given all the hype it's had, I guess. I expected it to be this, like, uh, the sandwich against all other sandwiches would be compared, and it just, it was, it was okay. Hey, the McRib's good. I just know how much you love it. I love it because of the texture, which is the thing people I, I think the hate texture, the most. The texture, the leather, the piece of... No, it's like eating a juicy sponge. Yes, I couldn't... I like the sauce. A the juicy sauce is really good. sponge. Not that kind of a sponge. <laughs> Are you sponge-worthy? I don't know. This episode's not going anywhere. Okay. Hey, I, you know what? I just broke open a cookie. Oh, well, I didn't even do the thing. Hold I on. Like, we're going to do this right. Will he reuse another one? Is he ready? Is he going to bed with pastries again? It's Ruse Cookie Time, not sponsored by Betty Crocker. I'm not reading this one. Let me see it. Let me see I'm it. not. I'm not. Read it. You, I'll read it. you can I'll read, read it this it. time. I'm not reading it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could. Wow. Oh, man. Okay, can you see why I'm like, I can't read it? I don't. Oh. What is it, an offensive cookie or something? <laughs> it's probably the worst one. It is probably the worst fortune possible. Uh, it says, I don't can't believe I'm going to read this. I don't know. I can't, if you're looking for a reason not to commit suicide, you will not find it in this fortune cookie. What? <laughs> I think that was like some depressed guy over at the fortune cookie factory has just had enough. And he's just, he's done. That is terrible. We need to like open and eat another one. <laughs> I I actually have one here if you want. There we go. Look, it's a yeah. guest cookie. I, I had uh, Chinese food a few days ago, and it's been sitting on my desk. So let's. The food's been sitting on your desk for a couple days. No, 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 Ew. The, food, the cookie has been. Oh. Oh. Well, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see. So, is, is there a protocol for this? Should I? Uh, I don't know. Follow Canadian tradition. Just, I guess. just add in bed with a cookie at the end of it. All right. Here we, we go. We didn't add in bed with I'm a not, cookie. I'm not giving it that. <laughs> All right. You you will be honored with a prestigious pride or a w- reward in bed with the cookie. I think that was a that's good one. A much, that's a much, that's a much better one. Uh, I, I'll take that. Oh my god, I can't. That's so offensive. You know what I'm gonna do with this? I'm gonna eat this fortune. You're gonna eat it? Why would you? Fortune itself. Because it deserves to be turned into shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't eat pieces of paper. How does that fortune taste? Like paper. Ew. And sadness. It it will pass. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if you God. want um, this fortune to be Evil sent water. to you, this will be our top tier patron. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's gross. It's stuck in my throat. Ew. Why are you eating the fortune cookie? It's a piece of paper. A fortune cookie is a piece of paper? 
The cookie's a cookie. I mean, the cookie is a cookie, but the fortune inside of it. I told you, because that was an awful mean fortune, therefore I'm going to turn it into poop. That was horrible, especially the things that have happened recently with our own show. Right. This is why I'm turning it into poop as we speak. The process has started. I'm not going to tell you guys when it's done or post pictures, but it will happen. (laughs) So tell us the play by play. It slowly went down his I'm not, but I will tell you something completely related to it, which was our show bonuses. I asked you this on Telegram and you didn't answer me. Have you listened to our show bonuses, Rue? I have not had a chance to listen to it yet. They're like 40 minutes each. These aren't little baby show bonuses. It's like a whole extra piece of episode. I haven't. So the first one was with Nuka. Now, Nuka, tell everyone what your show bonus was about. It's been a while. <laughs> Good job. Good. I, I set you up and it didn't happen. It was um, your research into why people thought about leaving the fandom, which was paired with the All What right. Runs Your Tale episode. Yeah, we had to record yeah, it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I think having recorded it twice, you'd think I'd remember, and yet it was all a, it was all a blur. Yep. And the other one is our last episode has a show bonus. Uh, it's Buck Riley. I sat down with him online, and we talked about his music creation process for the Bedfellows. Yay! They're each about 40 minutes. That was actually a really, really good episode. Thank you for everybody that listened to it. That was oh, yeah. awesome. Nuka, could you even listen to the show you, you are on all the time? Uh, occasionally I do. Did you listen to the last episode? I haven't yet. I actually really wanted to that uh, to watch that one because, or listen to that one because I'm a fan of the Bedfellows, so I was looking forward to seeing that one. Mm, that was my 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 little heart shriveled and thumped a bit. It was really nice. You fangasmed. That's what you did. <laughs> I still have this fortune in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing, so we actually do have show notes, just so everyone knows, but they're really loose. Um, the Ursa Major Awards, uh, they have put out, I'm trying not to use the word um, they put out the nominations for people who are eligible to win. We did not make it. Are you serious? Ooh, I don't know if I'm on there. I don't know. Why are you, maybe you are. Our, I, I put up for nomination the, uh, the furry book that I wrote last year. Oh, let's see. What is, what is the name of, of your book? Fur Science. Okay, voting. Um, best dramatic series or short work, best novel, short fiction, other other literary work, nonfiction work. It should be under nonfiction. All right, we have The Art of Zootopia, Burned Furs, and How You Perceive Porn. What? Yeah. CSI hmm. Fur Fest, your unsolved case of the gas attack at a furry convention. Personas and 17 misconceptions about furries and the furry fandom. Nope. And, not as me. Nope. The category that we could have been in um, is Best Magazine, Dog Patch Press, Fangs and Fonts, Flara. Oh, they edited it. We are nominated. What? Yeah. Are you serious? For what it's worth is in there. Well, really? Yeah. It wasn't here when I looked, like the day they opened it. Why? Well, apparently we're award nominated. Uh, okay. Okay. Is this news to me? <laughs> I looked. I looked. Did you not look? No, I didn't look. Yeah. I just figured. Oh, my God. Well, that's pretty fucking awesome. This is the second time our show's ever been nominated. Yes. We must have this sound to celebrate. Yay. Okay. So why is this important to us, Tugs? Why? Every year, every year we've been looking at it, this award. 
Why is it that this is important to us? Because I would like to think that all this time that we put in actually mattered enough to somebody to give us an award. It's just, it's a, it's a payoff in a weird way. Is that like a selfish reason or? No, I want to know that a hobby of mine was good enough to get an award. How's that? Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. The reason why that I wanted to get, um, get the award way, way, way back when was because my parents thought that I was a complete loser i mean not a complete loser so it's a i can't vendetta? necessarily say that but you know they they didn't think that the podcast show was of any sort of merit or anything like that and so to be able to be like i got an award for this you know then maybe they would give i don't know i don't know well it's okay i didn't even want to nurse my major award anyway Oh, I'm sorry that you weren't nominated, Nuka. That's fine. So, in in a roundabout way, if you think about it, because of all your work that you've done on For What It's Worth, you're kind of kind in of part of that. Yeah, that nomination. Aw, thank so, you. So thank you to everyone who has supported us. I, you can genuinely tell we're surprised. If you would like us to win and make one of us go to AC to actually get this award, possibly. Flayla w- wins like every year. Flayla wins all the time. And I know they listen. Like I know Green Reaper <laughs> listens and stuff. Okay. So like you're a cool guy. I've talked to you. I like you. But can we win one time? Um, <laughs> that's all I want. You've won like five times. I want to win one time. Um, the voting is open through now through April 30th. You can, you have to register to vote and then they will announce the awards at AC. So one of us is going to probably have to buy a ticket to go to AC. Have I haven't gone to AC ever, in 11 years. I've never been to AC. You probably is not a great time to go. Why? I'll just go there and I'll uh, pick it up on your behalf. It'll be oh, great. perfect. None of us have to go except Nuka. <laughs> I'm there doing research anyways, so I'll yeah. just show up and say I'm Tugs. It'll be great. No, you can accept on our behalf and then, I don't know, like shake hands, you know, shake hands, make babies, or do whatever it is you do to celebrate. What does, what, what is that face? <laughs> no, I, sorry, I saw somebody out in the street. They were being. street people. I was just worried that they were going to steal my car, so. So, oh yeah, so it's ursamajorawards.org.org, and. Yeah. How cool is that? Thank you to whoever nominated us. We really, really appreciate it. It takes actually a lot a, a lot of nominations to get that. So thank you for the people that nominated us. I hope we get the award. Ah! Anyways. What do they give you if you win? Is it like a golden trophy or something? I don't know. I think it's more or less just a pat on the back that's like... You're awesome. No, no, no. I'm gonna <laughs> they literally look. give you the keys to the fandom. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, you have to find a fox that has like a, a a keyhole in his butt and like put a key in and like turn it. And he's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? You're so random. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, I... I'm trying to find a picture of someone accepting an award. Well, while you're searching for that. Yeah, cover for me. I'll cover for you. And um, why don't we go into this, um, Nuka? I'll ask you this question. What if Uh-oh. you could tell the President of the United States one sentence? What would you say? Oh, gosh, I got to think about that one. 
Hmm. You get a framed picture. So they spent like 12 bucks. And yeah. I'm cool with it. I I, I know. I, we can hang it up in the studio. It'll be great. But you actually have to vote. So like, he, here's the deal. Register and vote. Then have someone who hasn't listened to the show listen and then vote. And then get someone else to vote. So if one person tells three people and they tell three people, we'll win. Or if people like put us on Twitter like, hey, you should listen to this. You know, you should nominate these people. They think we think they're awesome. I think we're not like pushing this too hard. <laughs> well, we're not going to cheat this time. Well, we never <laughs> I, did cheat. I know. I, I take it back. I take it back. Uh, indirectly, I am on the uh, Ursa Major Awards in a very, very roundabout indirect way. <laughs> okay, stretch it. Let's hear it. Under the best nonfiction work, I noticed that Culturally Eft is on there, uh, and they regularly reference uh, the research of uh, the IARP. So I'll take that as a win. The one that's about misconceptions about the fandom, what? they reference their work quite heavily. You don't need so. to stretch that far, man. Look at... Uh, hello? But but you're you're uh, you're on ours. You know that, right? I'm, I'm on multiple. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. So he's like... You're putting yourself up here. You're like, I have two nominations. I'm just saying, get on my level. That's all I'm saying. Just, you know. So what would you tell the president of the United States? Um, don't. Well, just, a, just sentence, don't. a sentence. A yeah, sentence. Just, just don't. Just stop. Don't stop believing? No, no just, just either the word don't or the word stop. Either, either one works. Just whatever he's thinking about doing, just stop. What if it's to resign? I would tell him. Go ahead. I'm sure he can't even do that right. So I would just say stop. Just. I would tell him to take. I would tell him to take growth hormones so that his tiny hands will grow a little bit bigger. Um. How is your tumor? Oh. Oh, it's that time. It's tumor time. Apparently, people are getting mad that you're not regularly updating us on your tumor. By the way. Really? Yeah. So are you growing your tiny body parts? Um, okay, so yeah, I've been taking testosterone for about, um, I don't know, I guess it's been about a year now, about. So I, I finally have a happy trail and, um. Do you really? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, I have a little happy trail. I don't believe you. And, I, and I'm instead of like three going. hairs on my chest, I have like six <laughs> but I'm starting to grow a little bit more fuzz. Your voice does sound slightly deeper. I don't know. You can you can listen to some of the other episodes and see if there's a change. I'm also really tired today, so this isn't really a good like. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like your voice has changed a lot. Eh, I don't know. But okay, so here's the update. I just barely got back from the doctor on. Monday, actually. How long were you with the doctor? Like, I got back from the doctor. It sounds like you went on vacation. Was it you just barely got back? I'm like, was it an ordeal? Was it? Uh... <laughs> it was a huge ordeal. I had to travel across the Dead Sea, and I don't know. Anyway, so she basically said to me that um, my testosterone uh, testosterone is actually too high. Too high. Have I been like super aggressive to you guys? You know, like beating people up and like. I can't answer that because we really only hang out now when we record. <laughs> so I don't think that I've been more of an asshole to people or anything like that. I, but I, I'm going to ask you what I think everyone is wondering. 
are you really horny all the time now? Like you were already a fox, like stereotype, right? But like, are you, are you really, really horny now? I mean, that is a very personal question. Really, Tugs. on a very personal show. Yeah, on a very personal no, show. You don't have to answer, but I'm curious. Are you like, are you like a tree? I must do that tree. No. At this point. Okay, so you're fine. No, it's not that. And bad, you're not. But... You're not like getting the twelve year old diamond cutters, right? So you're fine. Twelve-year-old diamond cutters. When you what were twelve, and like it was like when your body started changing and stuff, and like you, you just get a hard on at yeah, random moment. Cut a diamond with it, be like, Bing! and like uh, every yeah. every guy knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that does happen. That that's a change. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Ha ha. But um, so now my te- um my doctor wants to lower my testosterone, and she's waiting to to introduce growth hormones because. <laughs> What? Your doctor's going to lower your testosterone. How? How? Yeah. I'm taking a prescription. That reduces testosterone? No. So I have... Right, right. You're not taking it as much? Yes. Oh, I thought she was maybe going to do something else to extract your testosterone. No, stop. <laughs> yes, she's going to she's gonna castrate doctor? me. No, she could play doctor with you. you know? No, stop. <laughs> she could be a fox. I don't know. She's not a fox. She's Asian. She could be a kitsune. <laughs> I don't know. Wait. Oh, that was so racist. Wait. Anybody yeah. that's Asian, you can be a fox. I promise. But she's not. I she's thought I was being culturally sensitive. Oh, wow. And you just lost some more uh, patrons. Uh, now you how, really have to pimp that uh, that beverage, that mince beverage or whatever it's called. How How is that racist to say kitsune? Oh, no, no. I, I was racist in saying... Yeah. Oh. I was racist in saying... That um, she's Asian, like you said, she's a fox. And I'm like, yeah, she's Asian. And so therefore she can't be a fox or she can't be a furry because she's Asian. I, I have, I'm going to propose that I read this news story. That's not what I meant. I'm going okay, to read this ahead. news story and then I want Nuka's take on it from his science perspective. So okay. proposed $100 fine for masturbation is latest in long tradition of protest legislation. So here's the deal. In the latest attempt to invert the language of anti-abortion legislation, a Texas lawmaker is proposing to fine men $100 for masturbating. And also, it doesn't say it right up front in the bill, but she's also going to propose in this bill that men have to get a medically unnecessary rectal exam to receive ED treatment or Viagra because it's an abortion protest. So... What does this mean from a scientific perspective? It's, it's politics. It's not a scientific thing at all. I think it's from a political perspective. I think it's great. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> but like, doesn't it, isn't there something about equality in there or something? Like, I don't know. Why? Well, it's, it, it's a, as I understand it, it's a protest, right? So it's 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 insofar as you're going to pass laws regulating um, one group of people and their their reproductive rights or whatever she i guess i, I guess it, it is to show how absurd it is by proposing because as, as i understand it's, it's it's a protest it's not intended to actually be taken seriously and to to pass as far as i know unless i'm misunderstanding oh uh, so insofar as the goal is to show how ridiculous it is and draw attention it's worked beautifully you're reading it right now right yeah yeah okay well i guess there's no science i tried <laughs> actually if you do want some science though i can drop some science on you right now do it. Sure, go. It's um, 
real quickly, I'll pimp out my uh, my talk that I'm giving next week at Furry Fiesta. So if you're there, please check out the uh, the psychology panel. It's gonna be fun. But uh, as a sneak peek to that, I th- uh, and sort of in following up on something you said earlier, Tugs, you were talking about stereotypes about foxes and stuff. Um, we've got some new data this year on species because in the past we've talked about stereotypes and oh there's a stereotype about foxes there's a stereotype about wolves and these sorts of things and very recently we tested to see whether or not they're actually true so we've got the data on that on on which stereotypes are true and and some stereotypes as well that or some some findings that no one sort of expected really why am i not going i have to go to ac because i can't go to tff now Damn it. Ah, darn it. Now I want to know. You're like I, teasing. I, I can tell you a few of them if you'd like. Yes. No, 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 no. no yes. No, no. Oh, come on. No, you can't give away the goods, man. You got to go to his panel. Oh, what do you want to do? Okay, I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you about foxes. How about that? How about Yay. Foxes? Okay. Okay, so the stereotype is that foxes are promiscuous, foxes are associated with sex, and foxes are sly. So we can tell you the sly one is true. People who identify as foxes do use that word to describe themselves more often than other words. Uh, and more often members of other uh, persona species, so that one's true. But uh, foxes are not the most promiscuous species in the fandom. Do you know what one is? I do. Do, do you want to know? Do you want to give it away? Uh, I can, I can. It's, okay. uh, do- it's dogs. Yeah, dogs well, are asking the most. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How can that be? How can that be correct? Because if you just say dogs, that's really isn't that being super general towards? No, it's canine. Canine. Yep. Yeah. And it's actually it's actually a pretty simple, straightforward reason. Um, or when they're actually the most likely to be in a relationship. And if you're in a relationship, you have a pretty steady reliable source of of you know sex there so um it's not a super surprising answer for the explanation but i think it does surprise a lot of people to find out that uh the stereotype may not be uh true about foxes i love that this is this is the most amazing day ever we're going I'm to break so excited screw this we're going to break no <laughs> we really do need to go to break so we're going to go listen to nuka tell us about science on break and then come back from break and have them tell us more science. Actually, that's not true at all. We're just going to go to space. Hailing frequencies open. Smokescale Aquatus here with another round of news for you. As of Wednesday, March 15th, here are your space headlines. Recently, SpaceX performed a hold-down test fire of one of their Falcon 9s at Kennedy Space Center, specifically Launch Complex 39A. This is the second test fire they've performed on the newly completed launch pad. This is in preparation for the launch of the Echo Star 23, a media broadcasting satellite. Unfortunately, with only an hour prior to launch early Tuesday morning, high winds violated launch conditions with no sign that they would be calling anytime soon, so the launch was scrubbed. As of right now, it looks like SpaceX will try to launch early Thursday morning, by the time you're hearing this, either Echo Star 23 will be in orbit, or it'll still be on the pad waiting for weather to cooperate. Unlike the last several launches, SpaceX will not be trying to land the first stage. She'll be flying without landing legs or grid fins, needing every ounce of Delta V available to put the monstrous 6-ton satellite into orbit, leaving nothing for the landing. It's the first time the Falcon 9 has run in expendable mode in quite some time, but with a payload this heavy, it needs to. 
Bad weather at the Tanegashima Space Center in southern Japan has delayed the launch of the Japanese spy satellite. Officials are saying it could push until Friday, perhaps longer. The satellite, the IGS Radar 5, will be carried atop an H-2A and is expected to aim for a polar orbit. It'll park roughly 500 kilometers, 300 miles, above the Earth and join a constellation of Earth-viewing probes monitoring North Korea's and China's military activity, as well as assist with natural disasters, among other things. Saturn's moon Pan has been photographed by Cassini. The extraordinary probe, nearing the end of its mission, captured striking images of the oddly shaped body amidst Saturn's rings. Comparisons to a walnut or ravioli have been made, given that the little moon has a curious lip about its equator. How little is this moon? Only 28 kilometers, that's 17 miles. And yet it's cleared out a 200 mile wide gap in the rings. It does this by drawing in the smaller material through gravity, where it then collects on the surface, forming that curious lip. Cassini will begin flying through the gap between Saturn and its innermost rings this April in preparation for its end-of-mission maneuver, which will make it plunge into the atmosphere of the gas giant and burn up. Even though she's near the end of her life, she's still making remarkable discoveries. A boilerplate model of NASA's Orion capsule was sent to the U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground recently, where it was dropped out of the back of a C-17 transport plane. The reason? A launch abort parachute test. A drag chute was deployed, yanking the capsule out of the back of the cargo plane, then released, letting the drogue and then main chutes deploy to test their functionality. This was the second of eight planned tests, all meant to qualify the parachutes for a human-rated spacecraft. What is a boilerplate spacecraft? It's basically a dummy mock-up, designed to simulate the mass and distribution the actual vehicle will be to test specific systems. In this case, the parachutes. Why build a fully functional spacecraft, then drop it with untested parachutes? you risk destroying a valuable piece of hardware. Only once the engineers are satisfied that the hull can withstand the trip will they test a more genuine article. The practice dates back to the Mercury, Gemini, and Apollo programs. It's just NASA doing what NASA does best, to quote Amy Titel from Vintage Space. Check out her video on boilerplate spacecraft for more details on the history behind them. In all my excitement for SpaceX's Grey Dragon announcement, I completely missed two other developments. First up, Blue Origin actually said something. They revealed details about their new Glenn rocket, showing animatics of the vehicle in launch prep, liftoff, re-entry, and landing, looking very similar to SpaceX's Falcon 9, only bigger. A good bit bigger. It's going to be powered by seven of their brand new BE-4 engines, which they revealed photos of, actual photos, of the first fully assembled BE-4, with several people around it for scale. It's a monster of an engine, approaching the size of the F-1, five of which powered the first stage of the Saturn V. Not only have they shown details, but they've already got their first customer lined up, Utelsat. Not long after that, OneWeb came out saying they'd entered into an agreement with Blue Origin to launch multiple satellites in the early 2020s. OneWeb has plans to put something on the order of 900 satellites into orbit for broadband internet access, and the new Glenn will launch quite a few of them. Secondly, ULA's Tori Bruno recently appeared on Tomorrow to discuss their ACES program, as well as the variant, Zeus. ASIS is a system they're working to put into place where the upper stage, called ASIS of course, doesn't expend itself and fall back into the atmosphere. Instead, it puts itself into a parking orbit, then they send up more fuel to keep it viable. And then, it acts like something of a space tug, moving satellites around, servicing them, refueling them, carrying vehicles to cislunar orbit, and the like. The idea is to keep as many of these in operation as possible to create a network of ACES upper stages to make getting out of Earth's gravity well easier and cheaper. It would make movement between Earth and the Moon much easier. And then the variant Zeus is just a standard ACES upper stage modified to land on the lunar surface. Sideways. 
Thrusters would help it set down gently, giving crew easier access to loading or unloading before taking back off again. It's a very exciting time in both companies, and it sounds like both are just as committed to making us a spacefaring species as we all hope. Back on January 25th, a partially assembled Dream Chaser by Sierra Nevada arrived at NASA's Armstrong Flight Research Center in California. All that really needed to be done was to attach the fins and install other pieces of equipment, and she'd be ready for testing. What kind? Well, they'll be hauling her up high into the air by a helicopter in a captive carry test. This is to test the ship's avionics and control services. Once she passes that test, they'll move on to a release and glide test later on. Some of you might recall the Dream Chaser having similar tests in the past, and one of her landing gear not deploying as she came in to land. It resulted in the vehicle skidding across the runway before coming to rest. Remarkably, the majority of the damage was superficial. They've since replaced the faulty system with a more advanced mechanism. The Dream Chaser is the little space plane that could, and I am unreasonably excited to see it take flight. I want to see footage after the fact. Sierra Nevada is now pushing hard to get the vehicle up and running. Before, they were trying to win a contract. Now, they've got one. So the expectations and pressures have changed. For now, it'll be an uncrewed resupply vessel at the ISS. But as I've mentioned, there are plenty of other parties interested in this beautiful little spaceship. You'll be hearing more about this in the future. You can count on it. That's all this time. For more on space and space-related matters, check out the social media for all the agencies and companies mentioned. And don't forget to check out my long-form podcast, Committed to Launch, at committedtolaunch.com and at launchcommit on Twitter. If you've got a question about space, send it on in. Until next time, this is Smokescale Aquatus saying keep looking up, space fans. For the derpy ones, here's a reminder. You're listening to For What It's Worth. And we're back, and we're back. What? Back to for what it's worth. Here Space. we are. Yep. So we're gonna dive more into this interesting, interesting topic of little tiny facts that wait, you want wait. to share. I thought that no, I thought those were sprinkles. Those are sprinkles. Those we're are not sprinkles. Ready for another but, but I yet. want the sprinkles. I know. So I'm gonna ask you a question. All right, Nuka, think about it, and I'm gonna ask Gru first. What okay. if you had to pay for privacy? If I had to pay for privacy, you have no privacy unless you've paid your privacy tax. Um, what, do mean, what do you mean by what if? Like, like, what would I do? Would I be willing to pay? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what your. You can interpret it however you'd like. You know, it just depends on how much that it is. Okay, actually, that's a good question because okay, let's say twenty dollars to have the level of privacy you have a year? today. Uh, yeah. I would pay it. Forty. The privacy that I have now? Yeah. 40 a year. Okay, yeah, I'd pay 40 a year. 75. I'd pay 75 a year. 500. No. Really? So you'd give up your privacy for 500 bucks? You would You would no longer want it? Well, it depends on like what... What's your privacy worth to you? What, <laughs> yeah. what would people be able to see? Everything. Everything. So they would see like my... Like, if you haven't paid your privacy tax, like, you couldn't, like, put a passcode on your phone, for instance. Well. You, people could see your web browsing history. Then people could see my credit cards and I wouldn't have any money anyway at that particular point. So I would have to pay no matter what. 
that's what would have to okay, happen. Okay, that's a good point. Let's let's remove the financial portion of the equation as far as credit card numbers and banking and routing numbers and stuff. So people can just know everything about you. I don't really have anything to hide. So if they want to know about it, then they can know about it. Whatever. As long as like it wasn't like my social security number and like certain things like that where they yeah, could yeah. they could take my identity. Right. But they, I mean, already we have stupid Facebook. So I mean, sorry, Facebook. <laughs> you know, Facebook advertising. Yeah. I mean, and How much then would you pay, and then we have Google that knows everything. What's the maximum you would pay? So, you know what? We already have lost our privacy tugs. I see. I split my data up between different services so they can't all put it together, although probably they have somehow. So, really. So, you 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 don't have a maximum that you would be willing to pay? You'd pay up to 40 bucks, 75 bucks. So, would you how much would you pay maximum? I don't know, probably 200 bucks. 200 bucks. What about you, Nuka? So, can I ask an additional question? You can you can do whatever you want. Is it is it proactive or retroactive? So, so is it for, from this point on, uh, or is it if I don't pay everything from my past as well? There's a big difference there because this if, is if every year. Stuff, yeah. Uh, well, because I can be, you know, going forward, I if I'm aware of the fact that people are going to be saying everything, I can, you know, tailor my behavior accordingly. But if it's going to suddenly everything from the past as well is available. Then that changes things. Yeah, everything from the past plus your future actions from that point forward. So if we're going that way, hmm. Also, I really like that question as a potential question for a study. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I googled what if questions. Yeah, I would say probably a thousand a year. Really? Yeah. That's hefty. Okay. Yeah. I, I place a high a high value on privacy, and it's actually funny that you mentioned that because um, I'm moving in a few months, and one of the big decisions I'm having right now is whether or not I'm going to move back home with my dad for a few months or not. And I had these various sorts of thoughts too, like, hmm, is it? I, I've liked living on my own, living in my own place. You know, how much how much is it worth? Um, you know, is it worth me paying the extra money to go move into a new place, or am I willing to give up some of that freedom, some of that privacy, you know, to live with my dad for cheaper? So it's it's actually been quite on my mind recently. So that's hmm. interesting. But, what about you, Tugs? Um, I like the illusion of controlling my information, even though a lot of it is no longer in my control. I think I think the difference here is that like everything I've done, I've done, and a lot <laughs> of it is out there, right? It's it's knowing that like. Stuff I, Right now I have the option of not putting things on the internet, which is a great option. It's just one of the best. It's the bee's knees. And if it didn't matter if I didn't have that option anymore, yeah, I'd be willing to pay for it. I'd probably How pay... How much? $8,000? No, I'm probably close to... I'm probably like seven fifty. Seven hundred fifty bucks. Mm. Okay, so here, here's let's let's put this question with a twist. What if some companies offered to pay whatever the amount was for your privacy as a benefit, like they do with your health insurance, but other companies didn't? Would that change how you look for a job? No. So you could have a thousand bucks in your pocket for free, and you'd pass it up. I mean, there would have to be some sort of a. A thing on there that's that the company itself would have access to your your stuff, and well, then it's private do. to everybody else. 
They already do have excess. Well, to, to, to clarify, if it was all else equal, if job A and job B were the exact same, but one of them had this, then sure, I would take it. But if I was debating between like, oh, this one's going to give me health care, but that one's going to give me privacy, like I would weigh that very, very low on my list of considerations relative to other bigger things. Okay. All right. You want another what if? Sure. Go ahead. What if you had to switch from being a night person to a morning person or the other way if you're a morning person? I've done it before. And? And it sucked. It what what sucked. are you now? I'm a morning person. Are you really? Like, I get up. I Well, not a super morning person. Like, we're talking like you gotta get up at like five. Oh, no. No, I, I get up at... What if you had um, to, though? What would? How hard would it be? I get up at seven every day. so Even on weekends? Well, not on weekends, no. Yeah. No sleeping in. Oh, well, yeah, I sleep in till like nine on no the weekends. No sleeping in. How would, that, what, what, how would that change you as a person? I just wouldn't. I mean, I don't understand like what you're asking, Tugs. Is, is this what if question you have to choose, you have to get up at yeah, how a would certain it impact time you? every day? Yeah, you don't get a choice about it. Like someone's saying you're now a morning person and now you will be getting up early. Or, or a night person? No, you, you're being forcibly moved to the opposite of what you are. Okay. So then I would be forced to be... Would that, would I you, don't know what I would be forced to be because, sorry, this question's <laughs> weird. Go go to Nuka because I don't know how to answer it. Way to pivot there. You're welcome. <laughs> um, are we going to Nuka then? Yeah, yes. I guess so. Um, I'm actually super lucky in my job and that it's incredibly flexible right now. I'm not teaching at least. So, um, yeah, I, I've worked, there's, there've been times where I've worked at three in the morning till 11 and then I sleep. And there's been other times where I work till, you know, 10 or 11 at night. Um, so it doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. I could probably switch over and it would have very little impact on me. I would hate it. And I kind of am in that situation, actually. I, I'd i like to stay up till 1, 2. I have to get up at 5. Why do you have to get up so early? Okay, I, I guess that's kind of a not really an accurate statement. I have elected to get up at 5 to be at work by 6 because I want to be home during the good hours of the day. I don't, mm. I don't believe in this working till 5, get home at 6, maybe have time to go to my room and surf the internet by 7. None of that crap is going to fly with me. So I'm going to sacrifice a little bit and get paid off in the afternoon okay so you get up super early get there yeah but i sleep until like nine or ten on the weekend and it feels great hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of sucks it does it sorry does i i wouldn't like to live your life i'm sorry it's, i couldn't no one do wants it to live my life oh that, no that's not what i meant <laughs> I no, it's, it's too late to take it back now all right, I'm it's done. time for a sprinkle. I think that's it. It's a good, <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. good time for a sprinkle. It sounds like you're taking a pee break. <laughs> Are you taking a little sprinkle route? Going to do it all by yourself? Yeah, this time. <laughs> yeah. Next time, it's going to be with everybody watching. <laughs> Next time you get to hold it. Speaking oh. of privacy questions. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about baby furs. Okay. Yeah. What about Since baby furs? 
so we got some some new data on baby furs uh, in the fandom. I got two factoids here, but first I want to ask you both: How prevalent are baby furs? Give me a percentage. What percentage of the fandom do you think uh, calls themselves a baby fur? I think you need to. I can finally do this. Define what you mean by baby fur because that's an umbrella term. Nope. The way we asked it on the survey was: Does this term apply to you? Yes or no? Baby fur? Mm-hmm. Just baby fur. The word baby fur. That reduces my estimate dramatically. So that would reduce mine as well. I would have to say. Because we didn't want to impose a definition on people, right? So I would have to say 5% because, uh, I mean, I'm a a kid fur. I'm not a baby fur. I would say no to that question. See, if it was defined as an umbrella term for anyone who does any kind of age play, um, I would have said 45. But... I'm going to go with my gut and say 30%. Uh, oh, sorry. I believe we asked. Sorry. I, I, I think we did ask it as baby fur slash cub fur. So it's both oh, of those terms. 35. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll raise my percentage to, um, I'll say 20%. Those are, those are way, way off. Way off. It's really? like 85. It's, <laughs> it's uh, 7.8%. Well, that was not nearly as good as I thought it was well, going to be. Well, then I was 5%. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, 7.8? Another, yeah, 7.8%. Um, and I can say as well, we did a, another little bit of uh, sort of data crunching. And we found that among people who – we looked at bullying both inside the fandom and from outside the fandom. So how much do you get picked on by furries and by non-furries? And we found that uh, baby furs actually there there there's a somewhat of a stigma towards them from the fandom. So you would think that oh, baby furs get get picked on a lot, um, but actually no, they're no more picked on by other furries than anyone else in the fandom, as far as our numbers can tell. That's because everybody that's a furry gets picked on. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I th- I think that that's a, a true statistic now. I don't think that would be a true statistic ten years ago. Perhaps. But you don't have data yeah. for that, so it's anecdotal. Yeah, this, this was from uh, Anthrocon last year, those numbers. Oh. So Kage said yes, and then it was everyone else. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. We're never going to get him on the show if we keep poking fun of him. Do we want him on the show? <laughs> he is kind of a well-known person in the fandom. Okay. All right. I have the next question. Who wants to answer it first? This oh, is- me, 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 me. Okay. Why am I doing this to myself? What if furry conventions required you to submit medical records certifying you don't have any physical illnesses or STDs in order to attend? I think that's um, kind of – oh, go ahead. Sorry. So do you, do you mean on principle or me personally? Anyone in, prin- in principle, I think it's horrible. Uh, I think that's a Evasion of violation. privacy. For me personally, it does not bother me in the slightest. I've, the worst they'll find is I've got asthma. <laughs> So. Well, well, really, what it, what they're the 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 scenario this is inside of is they're arguing we're trying to ensure public health, right? Like, yeah. So, like, you're not going to go to the con and someone's going to lie and give you gonosurfahepalades or something. Yeah, no, I, I get I get the, the the spirit of it. Um, I'm opposed to it just because it's it's a huge violation of of um, yeah, personal rights. There. Did you pay your tax though? Here's. <laughs> So so here's my personal Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well my personal feelings are is it's the same exact thing as like you know 
don't be dumb use a condom um okay so if you go to a convention just know that you're probably gonna get sick you're gonna probably have some friends come back with you you probably are gonna have something so you know what you have the right to wear a mask you have the right to to do whatever you would like to do as far as that but just understand that going to a convention has consequences and you get a lot of people that are together somebody's going to be sick within there you know i mean i think though that if there's some sort of like huge pandemic that ends up happening um in certain cities or something in and we have something to really really worry about then yeah i would say that we should we should do that hmm. i don't know that's my thoughts but right now i don't see the need for it i'm not i'm not proposing i'm not advocating for it these are just what ifs so Tugs, what, that's horrible why are you why would you propose such a draconian measure so that's awful i have a mom i have a what if Whoa. i have a what if okay so here's do you feel like that a convention should do background checks on their attendees um, and if, and they should enforce on whether or not that that person should be able to attend well it depends what, what are they background checking for like uh, there's gotta be some criteria they're trying to exclude on yeah so they're like what um the latest one that came out is they um i don't know it's a very basic one sex offenders Okay, so you can't be a registered sex offender. Yeah, you can't be a registered um, sex offender. I'm going to say not necessary. If the con really wants to like go to the extent of, of shouldering the burden of paying for background checks, assuming that the attendees don't have to, uh, that's kind of a dumb business move. Well, they don't have to pay for the... like Background checks aren't free. Maybe yeah. that's part of the registration. Right. Where so, everybody has to have so some sort of... So now suddenly everyone's paying like twice as much for their tickets to the con. Yeah. Basically, or... Um, um, no, I'm not... You can just go to a... You can just Google the registries and find them. There's no need to go that far. So I'm going to say Okay, no. so do you think that, that they should go through and search each person and see if whether or not that, is, you know, are they a sex offender? Are they not a sex offender? Or is the question, should we exclude sex offenders from a con or should we open ourselves up to be searched? I, I'm more or less saying opening up to being searched. I'm just using the sex offender as an example. No, I think it's, it, it's too broad a brush. Okay. Nuka. Same question to me? Yeah. Um, so practically, I would say no for the reasons we mentioned, that like it, it's, someone's going to have to bear the cost of that. Um, in terms of sex offenders, yeah, I'm I'm torn between sort of two competing feelings. On the one hand, I very much do um, – I, I don't like that sort of precedence of someone's going to have the, have the decision of some kind of power to, to decide whether or not you get in or, or not. Um, on the other hand, it is. I think if there are national registries, it shouldn't be too hard to look into it. On the other hand, I'm also torn by the idea that once you once you've served time, you know you are in the eyes of the law. You have you've you've done your duty, and you're back you're back to, to square one. And and you know unless you reoffend again, you know that's so not it's, necessarily it's, true though. That's not necessarily Pardon? true. You can't go to Canada even if you have served your time. So, like, if I'm an American citizen and yeah, I try to cross so, the yeah. border and I have what do they call it a criminalistic behavior? You, you know, can't they go won't. They, no, you have to get your record expunged. 
Yeah, that's true. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This is a hard one. I don't think I have a, a – I think the way I would, I would phrase it is if they have reason to be concerned or something is brought to their attention that someone might be a concern, then they can do a background check. But the idea of a blanket check where everyone just by default gets checked, um, I don't like that. Okay. All right. Ready for the next one? Sure. Go ahead. What if furry artists drew your character but only matching your actual physical shape? So your character may be a nice twink, but you're 500 pounds. So your character will be drawn at 500 pounds. They just have all decided that that's how it is. You can't go around this policy. I don't really care. You'd be fine with it? Yeah. I think the fandom would freak out. Oh, I think oh, the fandom could. would. Yeah. But oh, do, yeah. But do I care about it? No. It, is, this, is this a case of cognitive dissonance being forcibly resolved? I don't know about that. I, I, I'm in the same boat, too, I think, as, as I, I wouldn't care that much. Um, but you know people I mean, would freak out. Oh, I know they would, but you asked what what if, like, for me. Okay. I'm a fat fox. I need to be drawn as a fat fox. I can't be as a squinty, you, skinny little person. Do you person. think people would try and get in shape more because of that? Um, It might be a motivating factor. I, it, it's an empirical question. I'd have to see the data. <laughs> have you ever researched about physical shape of furries? Um, Not physical shape. I think we've asked about... um weight and height before although we never did anything with that data it's sitting there somewhere um we're we're we, we're careful about how we talk about it or whether we want to present it because the last thing you want to do is say, oh the average furry weighs so and so amounts of you know this is how much they weigh and if people weigh over that they feel bad about themselves or something so and I, it's particularly salient because one of the members of our research team is a member of like the the eating disorders board of canada so like she studies this stuff quite extensively and so she's very hesitant about let's go throw numbers down about how much furries weigh and, and make people feel bad if they weigh more than that or something. So we've got it there. We don't know what we're going to do with it, if we'll ever use the data in any kind of meaningful way. But hmm. that's interesting. Well, we have an email on that topic, by the way. What? We might as well pull it up <coughs> while is, I'm here. Is this the email It's from just Jordan? a joke. Oh, from, yes, from Dronon. Yeah, he just basic, basically said a joke that was going around the fandom in the late 1990s. By and large, furries are by and by large. and large. I've heard that one. I've actually used that in a, in a talk before. Oh, that's such a dad joke. I know. A modern dad joke. That's no, that's no 50s dad joke. Do, should we sprinkle another another fact in? Sure. Yes. All right. Uh, let's do the My Little Pony one. I can't resist. Oh, you biased. So, so you, may, you may or may not know this, but in the last uh, half year or so, my colleagues and I, or some of us at least, have gotten into brony research. So we actually now uh, do large-scale studies of the brony fandom that are kind of analogous to the furry fandom. Um, and we found two really cool uh, sort of parallels one of which uh, we find that about 20% of furries are bronies. That's one that we've we've done time and time again. But we find that almost a virtually the same number of bronies are also furries. So when you go in the brony fandom, about 20% of bronies call themselves furries. Aren't you just asking the same person the same question from the different side of the coin? Nope, because we're going to a brony convention getting an entirely different sample. 
But mm. some of them may be furries, yes. But it's weird that 20% of the brony fandom, which is a different population from the 20% of furries, if that makes sense. So what about 40%? Where does 40% come into play? Because 20 and 20 make 40. Uh, no, it, it's pictured um, uh, a Venn diagram with overlapping circles. Ruse is speaking weird phrases to me. I don't know what he's doing. Really? I I feel like that's kind of like a weird redundant fact. I can give you another one about bronies then, because that was, that was only part one of the brony one. The other mm -hmm. one is that uh, another neat analog. We found that there's some truth uh, in the furry fandom to the fact that the species you pick tells you tells us a little bit about you. Um, but it's also the case in the My Little Pony fandom that your favorite pony character uh, also tells us something about your personality. Uh, in a very predictable sort of way. Like, are uh, there limits? Like, is this, like, just the main cast? Um, we, we only looked at the main six because we had the statistical power to look at the main six. Ah. Other favorite characters, it's it's a lot smaller sample size, so uh, you can't do much when, like, three people who pick this one background pony. But if you have 200 people who pick Twilight Sparkle, then you can start to look at personality and things. And we found that people who for uh, whom Rainbow Dash is their favorite pony are the most likely to be... Uh, furries. What about lesbian? <laughs> I don't think we asked about that. We, Did you just make a furry noise? I haven't analyzed that data, so you, you just we made have a, it. You just made furry noises. <laughs> I was trying to, yeah. See, yeah, we have the data. I haven't analyzed it, so. Oh, well, just can't you whip Excel out and do it right now? Just um, count if. It, no. I, <laughs> I can open my stats program and take me about five minutes. Maybe on the break I'll do it. Mm, we'll see. You know what? That's a good opportunity. We're going to go to break, and then we'll come back and see if he has more sprinkles. So enjoy your 50 Sheds of Grey. Our story opens in Queen Quake's throne room. Patience, Your Majesty, please. BabsCon is only a month away. Its panels and events cannot come soon enough. Richter scales... Not to mention Tabitha St. Germain and Ashley Ball. Right, Aftershock? <laughs> right for shock. And don't forget Tara Strong herself. Meanwhile, at Resistance Headquarters. Oh, wow! Silverspan! I hope there's time to play all those awesome games. I'm saving up my bits for the dealer's room, Copper Chip. I just want to make new friends. Do you think I have a chance, Golden Gates? Sure, Andreas. I'll even introduce you to some ponies at the parties and concerts. How will the adventure turn out, and what will be your part in it? You can only find out at BabsCon, the Bay Area My Little Pony convention. Easter weekend at the San Francisco Airport Hyatt. Visit www.babscon.com to learn more. Fifty Sheds of Grey, the furry edition. Season 2. Episode, uh, it's say 47 or something, I don't know. Why not? Where are we at? Who knows? This person really likes gaping. Really? She gapes at me. Yes, Mom. Men aren't that complicated, Anna, honey. They're very simple, literal creatures. They usually mean what they say. And if we spend hours trying to analyze what they've said when it's really obvious, if I were you, I'd take him. Literally. She's seen his picture. Mom wants to hit that. Mother-daughter porn. Just saying, that's on the internet. Not that I've seen it. I would never Google for anything on the internet. I gape at her. See? Gaping. She loves the gaping. I don't want to lose you. 
You've bewitched me. I've completely beguiled me. I don't understand what that one means. I'll miss you too, dot, dot, dot. More than you know, dot, dot, dot. I gaze at my mom, dot, dot, dot. She is on her fourth marriage, dot, dot, dot. Maybe she does know something about men after all. Hold on. So, this chick goes and finds random person that she's interviewing. Because I think I know some of the plot of this book, right? There's like, there's a movie made about it, apparently. I'm just guessing. So she goes, bangs a random dude who owns a company and is now taking sex advice from her mother who is on her fourth marriage while her mother has been gaping at her this entire time. This is a kinky family. If you're gaping that much in a family dinner, maybe you need to take the butt plug out. Oh, more WikiLeaks? We could do that. Oh god, this one goes on for a page. How did he type this on a Blackberry? I'm annoyed that as soon as you put some distance between us, you communicate openly and honestly with me. Why can't you do that while we're together? Yes, I'm rich. Get used to it. Why shouldn't I spend money on you? This isn't hot at all. All right? I mean, like, we're now going into the section of the book where they're just going back and forth about, well, I want to move in and want a relationship, and, you know, the sex has been great, but I wish we could talk about something at dinner time other than, you know, the sex. Maybe if we had hobbies. Tell me what you like to do. This is amazing. You're so rich, and I like that, and now I want to have sex with you again. Yes, let's do it more. Oh, look at this gape. Uh, 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 uh. Hi, everybody. I'm back. I was bleeding, and I had to leave. And now I'm here. Where were you bleeding from, Rue? I was bleeding from... It doesn't matter where I was bleeding. Were you... All right, so we are I, I continuing ble- through our random open topic episode, which we usually do one or two of a season. And we still have Nuka on the line. And he has apparently been doing some science while everyone else has been listening to Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, so it turns out we totally spaced and didn't put sexual orientation on this uh, survey, so we actually can't test that hypothesis. You know what you're going to get for that, right? I know, we're going to, yeah, we're going to get the end of it. No, don't give him the fell noise. Don't ever give Nuka the fell noise. No, I deserved it. That was was pretty bad. But we do have some data on porn in the My Little Pony fandom, and we find that Rainbow Dash fans do not look at any more porn than anyone else. What? A null finding is a finding? No. What is that? What is that? I don't know. I I just feel like that's somehow not true, even though there's... I think we should use some alternative facts here and... Why? Why do you think the the people that like Rainbow Dash? And I don't know why we're talking about ponies, but why do you think that they paw off more? They don't. I. I but I'm asking Tugs. Just because. Why? Lesbian. Uh, lesbian. That's not just lesbian. 
I've seen some pony porn and they have penises. We have breaking news. Rue, are you looking at pony porn? No. Today has come out on For What It's Worth. No, shut up. At pony porn. Oh my gosh. <sighs> where are you seeing this porn? We're going live I, I to the scene where Rue's tum- looking now. I have Tumblr. <laughs> I so have here on the scene right now. <laughs> what appears to be a giant stash of pony porn. Oh my Rizzo gosh! <laughs> oh, I see. He didn't pay his privacy tax this year again. <laughs> oh my gosh! What do you mean? I have Tumblr. I I have Tumblr. Expl- okay, I'm a noob. Okay. What does that mean? That statement is not immediately obvious to me. About okay, anything. so Tumblr um is just for lots and lots of images and gifts. That's it. So how is that different than Google Image Search? I guess it's not. I mean, you could do Google Image Search. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. Because sometimes you need to have a nice long stroll through the internet. I mean, basically, you just... I don't Google Image Search for porn, by the way, but... Is that, that's kind of weird. It's not going to give you any good porn. A Tumblr? No, Google Image Search. Well, you just follow good you know, people that have some similar things as you, and there you go. I'm so glad that I started this discussion. <laughs> I'm really intrigued about your, your, your... Yeah, I have an After Dark Tumblr account. Is there a non... Is it like Twitter? Is there like not After Dark? I, I mean, yeah. Maybe we should do an episode. <laughs> hey, what do you want to know about it? I mean, I, I, I don't find this as like a revelation that, that Tumblr is for porn. Because you're assuming everyone has Tumblr. Not, I don't have Tumblr. I don't. Yeah. See, you're the minority here. Okay, whatever. Now you know. <laughs> that, that was the wrong button, Tugs. What's the you know facting? <laughs> Speaking of facts, can I throw one more at you? Yes. Sprinkles. All right. So I can't believe we didn't ask this one years ago, but uh, a furry, <laughs> a very inquisitive furry, asked us whether or not. It mattered how anthropomorphic your fursona was. So some people have uh, fursonas that are pretty much just animals and others have very, very, you know, they're basically walking, talking people with ears and a tail. Mm. And so we we had a scale. We gave people a scale, uh, one to seven, how anthropomorphized their fursona was. And we find that uh, furries are about 17 times more likely to have a completely anthropomorphic character than a completely feral character. That was perfect. The more you know. Sheesh, copyright people. Come oh, on. my God. Oh, the lawyers are coming after I, us. I don't I don't dislike feral personas personally. I don't. I, I like the tunier style, though. I have feral personas <clears throat> of Rue. Yeah, but it's like an alt. It's a B-side. Yeah, basically. I mean, it's not, I'm not like, I am a beast. I am feral. That's what I am. Is no. it your boyfriend? No, not really. I he, uh, he is. We all, what? Oh, see, we also find that Therians are more likely to have more feral personas. Not not a big surprise there. Uh, but also women. Compared to men, women are more likely to have a more feral persona. Do you know why? Nope. We just know that this link exists. So in a future study, we'll have to uh, maybe ask that to sort of dig into it. But uh, this is super, super new. Like that's as of a few months ago. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? I have a question. So that sprinkle about the baby fur percentage, do you have yes. a breakdown of that by gender? 
I do. I can look it up. Right you have to do science right now, right? Yeah, if you guys can keep uh, going on the air, I can quickly pull it up. Sure, I just want to talk about, like, Sprinkles would be a really good name for a baby fur. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. That's brilliant. Rue. There you go. That has to exist. Uh-huh. How? I know there is one. Uh, how have we gone an hour in this episode and you haven't mentioned the Switch? I don't know. What is wrong with you? Like I thought you were uh, all excited. I was I was winning because you lost at the very very beginning of the episode. You lost chose what? you chose to put on Pokémon for the opening. You lost. I was winning. I I didn't mention anything and ha 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 ha. Okay. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I just win. That's it. What did you win? What were we playing? <laughs> well, beforehand, you, you, yeah. No, I right? explained to you that some people have voiced the opinion that we talk about video games too much, and exactly. then we changed the show notes because you decided that we were doing it. So I didn't change it. I didn't say anything. Well, they were changed. The point of it is, is okay, whatever. So you have gone a whole hour not said anything. I know, I haven't. What is wrong with you? <sighs> Fine, okay. Do you know, if you don't want to talk about it, look, I don't want to pry. Like if, if you have some very personal feelings about the no, Switch. No, I'm, I'm cool with it. Now, do you prefer to be docked or undocked when you're playing by yourself? Um, or do you prefer to be with another person when you're playing? Well, I'm bi, so I, I do it both ways. <laughs> so I dock and undock. Oh yeah, do you, now, do you it just depends on the situation. <laughs> it just depends on the other person. Really? Yeah. Now, have you found that like sometimes you can't um, keep plenty of energy in if you're if you're undocked for too long, or do you have to redock? I mean, there's been a couple of times that I've been a little bit low, but I just plug it in oh, and okay. there you and go. Does it taste bad? I do not. That that's terrible that people are putting it in their mouths. Like, why would you do that? It's hysterical. Have you been fine. tasting your cartridges? I don't. I don't have, even have a switch, so I don't, no. But I, don't, I think it's funny that people are. I'm not gonna ever have a cartridge for the switch, so I can't answer that question. Well, I have one cartridge. That's weird. Uh, well, whatever. I love my switch. I think it's awesome. I think it's. Um, I think it's definitely different from some of the other things that are out there. Um, you know, to be able to easily connect to your, you know, TV, uh, be able to take it out with you. I mean, I understand that people are saying, well, isn't that what the Vita kind of did? No. Uh, no. I mean, yes, it did connect to your TV, but. Uh, come on. Come on. Like, that's not even the same, though. It's oh, like... But that's what people are saying. The Vita is, you know, oh, this is just a Vita type thing. So. On the, the baby first thing, I've got the, the answers here. You're asking about uh, gender? Yes. And so w- what is your hypothesis? What were you thinking was going to be? Vastly male. Like uh, super majority male. More than 60%. Uh, they're actually – if you are a baby fur, you are less likely than the average furry to be male. Like that, I, I need to quantify that with an actual number for basis. All right. So among self-identified baby furs – uh, 60% are male. Right. That's what I thought. Okay. Hmm. Ding. Wait, I have a button for that. So are you just proud that... I that, guessed right? That yes. You, 
that there's more males than females? No, in baby I'm part that I guessed right. What is your problem? Because it's because it's lower than the general population of the fandom, which is more likely to be male. So, so what is the um, percentage of the um, the fandom male to female? Uh, so depending on the sample you're taking, it varies from between 70 and 85%. If you're using a convention-going sample, it's about 70 to 75%. If you're using uh, an online sample, it's about 85%. And that's a trend that we find in other fandoms too, like anime fans. Are mostly male? Uh, anime fans online are, are much more likely to be male. At a convention, it's much closer to a 50-50 uh, divide. Ratio. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. I think um, this is anecdotal, of course. Uh, a lot of women I know that are into that have said that it's because they enjoy the emotional connection that they feel it's it is more apt to happen in that sphere than you know their life at large. Hmm. So we are creatures of emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you? Are, are you satisfied? You got your switch time? No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I have to say, there's one thing, and I want to know, no lying here. Whenever you get a new video game system, sometimes other electronics, do you smell it when it comes out of the package? Do you smell it? No, I yes. don't have that obsession. See, see you could, I did. It's the thing, like all the unboxing videos, like people are like, oh, like it's weird. Like, I like the smell. Of it's got new, well, but that's not, just, that's not unique to, to those. I think, I think most new, you know, if you get a new shirt or, like I know that when I, I buy t-shirts in the mail, and as soon as I open the box, the first thing I do is I smell. It's got that new new shirt smell. I, I don't smell my stuff. Really? No, I don't. Do you, do I, I, I had a, um, a missionary companion that would like, like all he would like to do is he'd buy a new book and he'd just sniff it. That's just his thing. What? He'd always just sniff his books. It was Ooh, but that book does smell nice. Like you go to Barnes and Noble and like get like a freshly Like I book. almost felt like, like it was his fetish or something. Wow. What? <laughs> Sniffing no. books. I wonder why we do that. Like why what drives us to smell things? Like I, don't I mean know. I, no no, I mean like there's a certain element of like it's not poison. But like I no one is getting a switch going, I think that's poison. That's Nintendo brand poison. Like nobody's doing that. Well, it's a sensory experience. I mean, it's if you if you like a thing, if it's brand new and, and shiny and exciting, in addition to looking at, oh, look how amazing it is, you also you can take it in with other senses, too. Mm. Um, I mean, I can think when you buy a, buy a new hardcover book, I like opening it for the first time and kind of hearing the pages kind of crunch or whatever that, that feeling is when they're all kind of still stuck together and pressed together from the factory. Mm. It's, it's you're taking it in and appreciating it through multiple sensory modalities. I think Rue is, is going, am I missing out? Are you, do you feel like you're missing out? Mm. Did you taste your cartridge? No. <laughs> Come on. You, ne- you didn't even like just give it a little lick? No, I think it's stupid. Well, do you have your Switch with you? No. Well, how am I supposed to taste your Switch cartridge? I would have done it right here, right now. Right here, right now. You would have tasted it. Sure, why not? I don't want people licking my cartridges. Here's the other thing. Okay. Go, you can, how about this? You want to taste what it tastes like? Why don't you lick the bottom of my shoe? Like, seriously. <laughs> Whoa. Well, how, hold on. How do you know that those taste the same? Have you, have you, have you, have you, have you licked, have you licked both things? I don't need I to lick my stuff. I think that it's stupid. I think it's dumb. I think it's great if you like it, but I'm not going <laughs> to sniff or lick my, my cartridges. What about your shoes? I think Nuka's right. He smells an experiment. 
I, I don't take off your shoes right now and go sniff them. I don't have shoes on. I don't have my shoes on. Yeah, we're naked. What's your problem? Well, I have my shoes on. So there we go. Well, okay. you, there you go. No, Step I'm, one. I'm not gonna take off my shoes and sniff them. No, I want you to lick them. Oh yeah, well, I I gave them. that challenge to you to lick my shoes. I this show shoes. is going nowhere. This we need is... to come. Go. We yeah. need to what? We need to come. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Good night, everybody. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Will you will you go and taste your no and report back next episode? No. This really bothers you. I don't want to lick my cartridge. I don't want you to lick it. I like you don't need to like like make out with it. Just, just... how else are you going to claim it as your own? Yeah. Like, do you pee on stuff to make it your own? Have you peed on your switch? No. Okay. I could just take it, and there'd be like no way of proving it's yours. Yeah. Like. Yes, you can because my my account's on there. So you could have <laughs> logged in on his. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I'm disconnected, so I can't hear what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Even uh, though that we're in the same exact room here. I know. What the hell? I I really think. Has your boyfriend tasted his? No. Cart- so like, is there like this big thing in your house? Like, thou shalt not taste the cartridge. No. This should be. I I smell it. Patreon intensive. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's what we should do. So at the live show, which is our next thing to talk about, if everyone fills up the room, we should all watch you taste a Switch cartridge. Okay, well, everybody gets to buy me a new Switch game, and I will lick it. Why can't you use one of yours? Because it's mine, so you want to give me one? I'll, I'll wait, lick. Wait, wait. What? Are you trying to get a free game out of this? <laughs> I'll lick somebody else's. I'll lick a brand new one. Lick somebody else's. But I'm not going to lick mine. I feel like that needs to be a sound bite at some point in the future. Yes. What? <laughs> I really want you to taste one now. Like, I just can't believe how up the wall you are driven by this. I think it's dumb. I, I, think, I think it's I think dumb, it's too. dumb that people are getting all excited about the whole fact that they made their cartridges taste bad so that children won't eat them and choke on them. Okay, so I only see one good way around this. I don't eShop. Just I don't get even... everything off the eShop and then you don't have cartridges, but you have the same experience. It's fantastic. Okay, you don't have the taste experience, but that's what we're trying to avoid. Uh, what do you think? Will you will, will, does that work for you? Look, I buy everything online. The only reason why I bought this one What is the one? Oh, uh, the links I mean, sorry, the <laughs> Links Awakening. Links Awakening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally that. <laughs> Yes, I was going to say Link's Awakening. <laughs> for the Switch, huh? How's that working? For the working? Switch, it's good. It's a good game. It looks so realistic. <laughs> I love the open world concept. <laughs> the graphics are just incredible. Just, just incredible. I have a Switch story, I'll tell you. Okay, go ahead. So so the the shtick, right? Everyone has seen, Nuka, you've seen the Switch trailer, right? Like, oh, let's all go hang out on a roof and play video games, right? Yeah. Okay, like nobody's going to do that But I've while. done that. Uh, what roof are you going okay, to? Okay, I didn't go onto a roof, but I did in a coffee shop. And okay, we... but that's, no. I'm, I, that's different some, from a roof. Yeah, like a roof, like no one I know has rooftop access to a tall building. If I'm up on a roof that has like a garden and tables and shit, no way am I playing Switch. I'm going to sit there and look at how cool the city is and people watch. That's not the story the story is this so i had to go to the doctor monday 
and I was the last patient of the day and I took my switch because you know how it is when you go to the doctor, right? Like it's like a series of waiting chambers. You wait in the waiting room yep. and then you wait in the, in the pre-screening room and then yep. you wait. Okay. So it's like waiting forever the game. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take my switch. Like I've been kind of hauling it around for what I know I'm going to be out for a while because that's what you do. And the nurse came in and she and I know each other pretty well. And she was like, is that the switch? She got so excited. And so we did the whole, I pulled off the controllers, switched over to Bomberman, and we started playing Bomberman right in the middle of the doctor's office waiting for him to come in, which he did not like that we were playing Switch. Really? (laughs) He's like, what are you doing? Go do paperwork. But like, it was great. It was like that, that moment where we... Just got her game on, and, and then, then you, I went back to Zelda. But you know, and then you got her fired. No, no, she's fine. But it it was cool, and I was like, see, this is neat. This is a great way to capitalize on the potential. Don't fuck it up, Nintendo. Yeah, no, I think it's great because I think a lot of indie gamers are going to eat it up, and I think that people are going to support them. I think people are going to play the shit out of Mario Kart. Already, Binding of Isaac is going to be on there, Tugs. Uh, I know it's just because he... you play it so much. <laughs> Like, if you're not whacking it, you're playing Binding of Isaac. Hey, I like whacking it. Do you so. whack? Have you whacked it and played Binding of Isaac? Ew, that's gross. No. Have you tasted a Switch cartridge like, and played Binding of Isaac? Well, but somebody cried on me once and that. That was pretty Will you taste awesome. the cartridge for no! Binding of Isaac? No. No. <sighs> because on. it's going to be a download. Okay, fair enough. I prefer digital. Do you want? Do you like digital or physical? I like digital. You used to be hardcore physical. I used to. I'm, but and I remember we debated this. Yes, and you've helped to convert and helped to convert my boyfriend. So how is he feeling about this? Is he like digital all the way? Yes, 100%. Woo, yes, I feel satisfied. And, and, and that's why I was kind of like sitting there like, okay, hon, I pre-ordered this for both of us. He's, and like, he's like, fuck you, I'm getting digital. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like... Like he he even wanted the soundtrack or whatever, so I I got the the collector's edition. Oh. But you know what? It, it was worth it because I have the little Shikon slate or whatever. Shikon slate. Yeah. yeah. What and were you saying, Nuka? That's pretty cool. I say, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about digital because so I'm on uh, I only play on PC uh, and I got Steam, and there's something unsettling to me about the idea that Steam could just arbitrarily just if Steam went under tomorrow or or something you know happened. I could lose all my games, which is kind of an unsettling thought to me. But couldn't you like have a fire in your house and lose all your games? I suppose that's true. Yeah, you got me there. But okay, so, so if I don't, you know, it, it's it's. I guess it's a matter of it's within my control. If my house burns down, I guess it's a little more in my control than if if the company Steam folds. I, I have zero repercussion there. Zero or yeah, zero sort of course of action. I I would agree oh. with you, except for the fact that. Valve has a proven track record at this point that they're not going to screw you over if they were to go under. Yeah, I know. It's not that I don't I don't trust him or anything like that. I've been with them for like 10 years or whatever. It's just that it's always kind of in the back of my head. I'm always aware that technically I'm really leasing this game from them. I mean, that's true, but you only paid for it once. It's not like you're paying a subscription, you know, true. but I get where you're coming from. I totally understand it. But at the same exact time, think about it this way. So... Do you need an additional item just laying around your house? Do you need something additional to 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 carry around? Do you need to um, collect oh, dust with something? Collect else? dust with something else that's sitting there on your shelf. 
you know i would say i would say yes because I, I i collect things like that so i've got like i'm looking right now at my 18 se- or 17 seasons of simpsons dvds that are all on the shelf that i love having uh even if they are collecting dust it's there's something nice about just having it physically there so are you saying that we just found out that nuka is a hoarder you're a hoarder no i'm just kidding i'm just joking with you no, i just collect a few things I think it's good to collect things, and I think that's awesome. But it's also nice to be able to have that portability or just being able to be like, okay, I want to watch The Simpsons, and I can be on any device whatsoever and just pull it up. I don't have to pull out a DVD. I can't be like in the doctor's office and be like, oh, man, I wish I would have brought my Simpsons, you know, with me so that I could watch it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Although again, being, being a, I, I don't have a Switch. I just have a PC. So for me, like the only time I'm gaming is when I'm at home. There, there, yeah. So there are cases. There are some cases for physicality. It really depends on the intent of the whatever it is you're discussing, right? Like, like Amiibo, for instance. I think if I like the Amiibo, I'm gonna own it because the whole point of it is that it's a physical object. It's not. It's not the case with games. With games, it's. The point of it is to see a story, have an experience in a virtual environment that doesn't physically exist to begin with. Yeah, and so no, I understand your point. Yeah, and, and so that that's kind of how I delineate. Like, and here's the thing: is I found over the years, like I think, you know, it's cool to have this. I, I like I bought this really cool edition of The Matrix, right? And I and it came with a statue of Neo, and I thought it was kind of cool. And I looked at it every now and then, and then I realized after a few years, like. I don't know why I have any of this. I don't open this case. I don't like use Neo. Like the utility of having this object is particularly low. But now that I have access to watching the matrix on whatever service happens to be help streaming it at the moment, I watch it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with games. I have noticed with my 3ds, which is where I really started to go digital, um, that there are games that I will play years later because they're there. They're just right there on the menu and I can play it. Steam is not so good at this, by the way. Steam needs to provide you like an icon menu, not like just this arbitrary list because it's so easy to have 500 games on Steam and play like five of them. Yeah. Um, But with the Nintendo UI, at least, it's like, oh, I can play Tomodachi Life. Oh, I haven't played Tetris in a while. Oh, I'm going to play this, you know? And that has greatly increased how long I played certain games. Like I feel like I have more staying power on them. Yeah. I'm sure the audience is just riveted at this point in the discussion. <laughs> I'm oh. sure I'm sure they're all shaking their fist at like but physical, I need to touch it. Uh, uh no. No, I, I don't know. That's just not my I I think that it's great to be able to have it digital. Um I mean it also makes it so that um you know if you have another I don't know. It it just makes it so that it's portable to another system. I mean, I understand how easy it is to be like, oh, I'm transferring it to another system. Okay, I'm going to take the cartridge out of here and put it into the other system, and there you go. Do you ever need to haul around the bags of cartridges like when you were a kid? Like, oh, you know, my Game Boy games. It's like a like an extra little thing you had to carry. Yeah, yeah, it was that. huge. It was huge. I know, and now I'm like, Psh, I can put like like 500 games on something the size of my pinky now, like. Right? How, I'm showing you my pinky nail. How See the it? world has changed. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. and then remember, like, your bag of batteries that you had to bring around oh, with God. you because he, you're like, my parents were always turning around saying, Where's the batteries? <laughs> I'm like, did They're you gone. from the remote control? Yes, totally. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I took off from everything, everywhere. That, I mean, batteries were like, 
a, a young little boy's um, currency. Whoa. So that's why they had so many batteries in churches back in the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, I think that this has gone on forever. Long enough. <laughs> and so let's do this. Have you commented on the site yet? It's time to be reminded in housekeeping. <laughs> it's housekeeping time, everybody. You know what that means? We remind you of things like comment on our Twitter. On our Twitter? Yes, on comment. Our shows? On our show's Twitter and our show site and Facebook and and our Telegram group. Telegram. Telegrams. If you would like to join our Telegram group, you must be 18. Um, the link is on our show site. You're welcome to join anytime you want. Hey, I don't like lawyers. Rules. Rules. Uh, also, if you want, for what it's worth, to receive a gold-plated chocolate-covered award, go to ursamajorawards.org and vote for us. It's free. Requires a little registration, but it's easy. It takes seconds. And yes. it'll make us very happy. And you get to also vote for Zootopia. Yay! If you like the show, <laughs> tell a friend. Please tell a friend. Here's the reality of it. We haven't seen much growth in our audience, which is good because we love you. You're not leaving. But we'd like more audience. More audience means more Patreon patrons, which you can support at patreon.com slash FWIW. Are we trying to make money off the show? We're, we are not. We are not. But we would like to make more than $32 a month because every episode costs about 100 bucks to make. Yep. So, there's that. We we only take money from you on a monthly basis rather than a per episode basis, just so you know. Ah, so, let's see. Thanking our cast. Thank you, Tugs. <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome. Do it. You're awesome, Tugs. I want to thank you about how amazing you are. I also want to thank Firebreath because he's pretty awesome too. And oh, and Koru, he's cool too. And Voss, they're awesome. All of you are awesome. Yes. I'd like to thank Cards Against Humanity for making awful fortunes. You know, I've never done this before, but I want to thank myself. <laughs> That's something you should do on your own time. <sighs> thank yourself. Binding of Isaac, taste yep. a switch cartridge. I think you have Ew. a lot of homework. No, <laughs> maybe you could like rub the switch cartridge down there and then like taste it that way. I'm just saying. Okay, you need to buy a game and I will lick it. If you buy a game, any game I want, and you'll lick it. And I will lick it, but any it has game. to be your cartridge. And wait, wait, any game or any cartridge? There's a significant difference. Well, it has because to be if you say any game, I'm going to GameStop and buying the crappiest used game. Ew, no, it has to be new. <laughs> it has to be new. Okay, and here's the last thing. And I know. have to be the first one that licks it. <laughs> Before we have Nuka plug himself, that sounds dirty. Uh, that sounds really dirty. <laughs> I Ew. need to know, Rue, are you a Switch pooper? Do you take your Switch? Have you taken your Switch no. in the bathroom? No. Have you thought about it? Do you think you might? I mean, I've taken it into the bathroom. While you take a dump. No. I've what? taken it into the bathroom, though. For what purpose? Um, I was in the middle of playing the game, but I didn't play it on the pooper. <laughs> All right, Nuka, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? This is classy <laughs> I'm still, I'm still entertainment. Against my better judgment. <laughs> Something like that. This is an unscripted episode. I hope you know the difference now. Um, so tell people about where they can find you and your video and other things. 
Yeah, so the the big event coming up right now is uh, at Furry Fiesta next week. If you're going to be there, check out my panel. We've got two panels. I'm giving a my usual talk with all new data, but also we're experimenting. We're doing a panel where we're experimenting on people right there in the the room because the theme is mad science. So that they've been asked, they've asked us to do some mad science. So we're going to oblige. Are you doing hypnosis? No, that's that's not in my repertoire, unfortunately. But. Uh, we are we are gonna have people taste something. It's not gonna be switch cartridges, but there is a taste component. <laughs> you should you should bring a switch cartridge. <laughs> I'm tempted to now, if only for that. Um, yeah, and then you can uh, find if you liked the little factoids that I was sprinkling throughout. Uh, you can go to furscience.com or furryresearch.org to check out our research for yourself. It's a really great panel. If you kind of want a preview of what his panels are like, go to our YouTube channel. Just search for for what it's worth. And the, he his panel from FC a year ago is there, and it's great. So, so Tugs, what's our next episode? Okay, we're gonna let Nuka and you vote. Okay. The choices right. are off the top of my head: this porn in the fandom. We have oh, not have- we have not done a topic on porn. Really? You, you, you realize that I have to come back for that one because I've done a ton of research on the subject. Personal research? Uh, I've, I've studied furries and <laughs> <laughs> habits. Uh, I, I walked into that one. Because yes. I have a PhD does not mean I'm smart. He is a, he is a P, uh, the P in PhD is porn. Um, or we can do zoo. Like going to the zoo? We're going to go to the zoo and we're going to record everybody. If we do the zoo episode, we will simply put an audio bit on the main feed saying you may download it from our site here. Because a lot of it's a very divisive topic to the point where you're going to have to do a little work to get it just for the sake of being kind to those who are not into it. So I think for now we should go with porn. 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 Okay. So the next episode is really seriously for people who are over 18. Do you like porn? What kind of porn do you like? What kind this of This is so weird. I want to know and Rue will taste a switch cartridge. Also, you can tell us what you uh what place porn has on the fandom, affects its head on the fandom, or if you don't like porn at all. The internet is really really great for switch for cartridge porn. tasting. <laughs> no, for porn. <laughs> Also, oh, before we didn't even plug it, we have put into do our live show at BLFC. If you want, if you want to get the premium treatment, which will call you up on stage, embarrass you, probably rule, grab your butt. Actually, he'll give you three hugs. What, what it says? Um, he'll give you three hugs. Um, the highest Patreon tier guarantees you certain benefits <coughs> at a live show. If you can't make it to BLFC and the live show, you will get a piece of the exclusive swag. We will Exclusive. mail it to you. You will receive can I, it. Can I, can I say something that's guaranteed to make you both very happy? What? You're going? I'm going to BLFC. I just remembered that. Woo! I need to talk to you when you're not being recorded. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly BLFC just got a lot cooler. <laughs> 40% cooler. Okay. Oh, my goodness. 40. Por- pony references. Porny? Porny references. Porny. Porny references. All right, Rue. Take us away while you clop and sing. No! Ew! Ew! No clopping and singing! Ah! This has been Rue. This is Tugs. 
And my favorite pony's Twilight Sparkle. What the actual fuck just happened? (laughs) (laughs) And you've been listening to For For What what It's it's Worth. worth. That was a crap ending. Go do something else. My gosh. (laughs) 